we are now recording. There we go. We are here for our annual Anime Secret Santa part blank of two. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what order you're going to release them in or what order people will listen to them in. I assume it won't matter. So you are listening to part of two. Yeah, they're not related parts. So this is a Vinny's part of two. There we go. Um, as usual, you have probably heard our Christmas episode by now, so I hope you liked that. Yes, and uh, we're talking about like, we're talking about Jim Belushi. It's true, it's true. <laughs> uh, and... Our secret theme for the month is Jim Belushi. I also would like to take this opportunity, since, you know, I'm not going to do this on both, though, so the people who are just listening to mine can go screw. <laughs> I'll put it in, I'll just, you know... We've got the ability. We, we can edit these things in with magic, or I can just say it during yours. But I wanted to congratulate Vincenzo on uh, five years this month of All Geeks Considered Madness. Oh, God. We have been doing this for five years. I I don't know if we've been doing this successfully or not, but we've certainly been doing it. I don't know what success looks like. Uh, I assume that if we're still having fun doing it, we're successful. Or at least suffering equally. There we go. But congratulations. It has been an amazing journey and one that I hope will continue. Yes. Although, surely we've got to be reaching the end of the barrel of crap to watch. No, there's always new crap. That's fair enough. Uh, we've exchanged our Christmas presents. Come on, this year Gods of Egypt came out. Oh, God. I heard that wasn't... Was that the one you said wasn't bad? Who's he? Uh, Aaron. Didn't Aaron say that was all right? No, I can't remember. I be, would be shocked if anyone... No, it wasn't Gods of Egypt. It was, uh, there was a, a, a biblical one. Exodus? Exodus. Yeah. That's a really Scott film. Like, he might not be able to write well, but he can always direct well. I was kind of surprised that he thought it was good, though. That, mm-hmm. that movie was under a lot of controversy. In any case, we have done our annual Here's Your Thing Go that, use it. That allows us to start the podcast. Without that, we cannot start this. Exactly. We can't start the last, last podcast of the year without exchanging our presents. Which might not even be the last podcast of the year. It'll just be the last release podcast oh, of the year because we might record next week. True. We're totally doing the Battlecast next week. Yeah. I got the Gothic Game of Romantic Horror Ghastly Affair, both Player's Manual and Presenter's Manual. Yes. So that is going to just scare the fuck out of my whole Scar and horrify all of your friends. It is it is intended for a mature audience, and I believe them after flipping through. <laughs> I made a mistake here. Um, <laughs> well, we may be legally uh, sure. able to buy this um, when you giggle with the pubic hair. I didn't, I didn't giggle. I just said, holy shit, there's pubic hair. I don't know if you can hold your really, oh, there's pubic hair. And it wasn't, it would have been fine if it was straight on. Like, if it was just, like, the figure of a woman, and there was pubic hair there, that'd be fine. But this is in the spells section, near a spell called Witch's Mount, and this witch is writing a man, so she's in profile, with her boobs out and pubic hair just breaching out. So, yes, you'll forgive me if I go, holy shit! <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Here's gothic romantic horror. Woo-hoo. I, I feel like that's appropriate in, in an odd way, honestly, in the history of Christmas. Yeah, I suppose it is, isn't that? No, I, I'm really going to enjoy it. Whether my players will or not, that's another matter. It, it seemed very much you. It did not necessarily seem very much our group. 
It depends on like, half of our group. The other half will look at me. And go, well, it's not fate. With frustration in their eyes. They go, well, it's not fate, so I know how to play this one. There you go. But thank you very much. Thank you. And Diego got me a certificate of the last, what, about eight seconds of our first published podcast from the 2011. It was a Christmas episode. It was a Christmas episode. It was a Christmas Carol trio. Right. Which you can go back and listen to. It was a two-hour extravaganza. Where we talk about Muppets. Yes. So you should go back and listen. And Albert Finney. Again, it's been five crazy years. Here's the five more. Let's, and then we die. Let's get started. Then we burn this shit down. Burn it all down. So why don't you? It's your your pick. It's my pick. So um, I picked this for my three choices, which were Madaka Box, Mikaku City Actors, and My Neighbors the Yamadas. Because I guess everything I had to pick had to have an M as the first letter. But uh, I wanted something. But I watched the first. Three of Madaka Box, and did not want to watch a movie about, a about terrorism after <laughs> the election. Hmm. So I went with a good family comedy. Yeah! That's, that's and that was my reasoning for picking this one going into it. And uh, since the pound is crap, I was able to buy the uh, UK Blu-ray fairly cheaply. Since what is crap? The, the pound. Ah, right. And there is no US Blu-ray of this available. Oh, Okay. I didn't know that. But there is a U.S. DVD, but there's no plan for a U.S. Blu-ray currently. But that could change. How did you watch it? Uh, I watched it in Japanese. Okay. I'm very curious. Because I feel like it could be a very... Like, the voice, the, the voice acting could make this a very different feel. Yeah, I went with the Japanese because it is... You know, I wanted to get the closest to the intended form. Because the, the, act, the, the, act, the voice actors for the... Um, the translation were very interesting. And we can trace back to um, to our Babblecast with this. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. Lanier's daughter is Liliana Mummy, and she plays Nanoko. Okay. So this ties to everything we do. <laughs> Babylon 5 is tied to everything. You have you under five years, you can trace enough actors to anything. Um, but yeah, the English cast is James Pelucci, Molly Shannon, um, and the narrator is, uh, David Ogden Steers. Yeah, so they, I mean, yeah, this is a Disney, or, I want to say Disney must have done the dub on this, because it is a Ghibli film, so those do tend to get produced by Disney. So this wasn't, I'm gathering this wasn't narrated in the Japanese version. There was some narration of the haiku at the end of many of the vignettes. There's a haiku reader, okay. Yeah, that would be what it was. It was interesting. I the very the feel I got from it was well, you got the feel right on the nose when you described it yesterday. Like it feels like a comic book anthology or a comic right. strip anthology. And that's definitely the, the the plot is it's just a series of vignettes. Yes, about this family: mm-hmm. mom, dad, brother, sister, grandma, mom's mom. I think it's mom's mom. At first, I thought it was Dad's mom, and then a couple things happened towards the end where I'm like, I think Mom's mom. The way they interact, I would say, is Mom's mom. Mm-hmm. And that was really... It's really fun. I'd read this comic strip. Yeah, if there was a translation of it, I would read it. And it's... It's tough to describe because it is just a series of... Right, uh, we, 
unlinked vignettes. It's sure. just the characters are the same. Well, not entirely true. I mean, yes, it's unlinked vignettes, but within the vignettes, there are can be multiple stories and they themed them. Yeah, they were sometimes yeah. longer. Like dad's interaction with son or mom's momness. Yeah, but they still <laughs> they still feel like when if you were yeah, in UAU you said Pet said this was like one of those comic strip anthologies, like this could be the order they just linked those in in a right. chapter. Right, absolutely. And this it does feel to me like you, you watch this and it's like it, it reminded me of watching or of reading like collections of Peanuts comics when I was a kid. Yeah, the only thing the analogous thing I would say is this is like the T V special Your Good Man Charlie Brown. Which I don't think I've seen. I've I have i have only seen the stage version. But again, there's sort of like series of sort of mm-hmm. not strongly linked vignettes of the characters and there's no strong narrative. And it was what interested me is with that flavor there were poignant moments like it wasn't all just frivolous like sitcom no it was, there was like like three or four strong moments that like keep you invested in the characters I mean I think I would have been invested anyways but there's some like almost sadness like the one that's really coming in my head is towards the end there's a vignette about bikers having come to town and really messing with the neighborhood and Dad doesn't want Grandma to go out there and challenge him, even though she's going to. So she's like, fine, you do it. And she sends him out there, and he doesn't do well at it. And she and Mom come out and kind of save the day. And the vignette ends with him kind of on his, like, having fantasized about being a hero. And then just kind of on the swing set, morose that that's not who he is, and that he kind of didn't live up to the moment. Yeah, sort of lamenting his... Some of his life choices and where he had gone, mm-hmm. but and I'm watching that. I'm just like Jesus Christ. Well, they, again, any of those good comic strips have those moments where your characters take a hit. I would love to like some of these like Sundays, as I'll refer to them, mm-hmm. like those comic strips. I would love to see just like more serious moments that you know. Since you don't read them every week, maybe you miss a lot of that stuff, and maybe yeah. that more of that exists than I'm aware of. I don't know the last time I read a comic strip like that. Right. Um, like, obviously, if you watch, like, um, Charlie Brown Christmas, you know, you got the, you've got those scenes, but I'm just talking about, like, reading a comic strip. Well, but you see them with, like, webcomics now, where you'll have a, a, we- a daily serialized or weekly serialized webcomic, and that's, I think, the True. modern... True, but many of those are dramatic. Yeah, but even some of the more comedic ones will have moments where the, if they have characters like that. Hmm. Maybe. Or like even like, you know, player versus player, one of you know, one of those ones from is that still going? I don't know. I don't know. I that's not one I've actually. But like that one would have dramatic storytelling in it. Even though it's mostly comedy. I'll take your word for it. I don't think I've read that in seven or eight years, but But most of the webcomics I read are termed dramedies. You know, there is comedy in them and they tend to have a punchline, but they they put this dramatic through. through. They're not like Family circus or anything mm-hmm. or a very special Ziggy where they talk about drugs. But I think this also worked in that you don't need to know the comic to, to watch this movie. Oh, absolutely not. They did a great... Like, they kind of introduced you really early on to the characters. And they told stories that anyone with a small family like that can immediately engage on. And sometimes go, yep, did that. 
yeah, I think that's the sort of this weird like, universality of storytelling here, even though that is a very Japanese setting. Mm-hmm. The household, the way it's set up, is still that family interaction mm-hmm. and the quirkiness of the family. Absolutely. They're all char- they're all strange characters in their own little way. They are. And I, I was really appreciative that one of the first stories they tell is about leaving the daughter at the mall. Because I'm just like, nope, we did that before. <laughs> and I think every small family like that has a one of their children was left somewhere so great. Yeah, and maybe, maybe you don't get on the road like in traffic. Right. But you at least get to the parking lot at some point. We left, we left my sister four towns away. Wow. And throughout the drive, I was telling them, she's not here. She's not here. We left her. But I was very young at the time, and they assumed that we were playing a trick on them, and she was hiding behind the seats. <laughs> <laughs> so we got there, and they're like, where is she? And I'm like, I told you. <laughs> She's not here. You left her. Fortunately, we left her with family. Not just in a mall. Not just in a mall. She had just she had run up. No one was there, so she came back to the car opened the door, and then shut the door because she saw that someone actually did come to the door and ran back up, and we drove away. Before the age of cell phones. But this is even in the age of cell phones a little bit, where they mention that, like, oh, we got our kids' cell phones because of this. Or, like, we, this is why we yeah. have one. We yeah. can call them all. Like, this is, this is early enough in that cycle of, like, getting cell phones. This is 99. Yeah, it's 99, so they exist. They're... They're not expensive, they're not common, maybe they get, like one for the family. Right. But uh no, it's like it's it's full of stuff like that. And it's full of some interesting stories, like uh the dad wanting to play catch with the kid. The women of the family just um doing and going over the boy liking a girl. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like trying to go with the other good good ones I thought. Again, I think the dad one when he was a hero is distra- is a really strong one. Um, I liked, in terms of just, like, family interactions, one of my favorites were, where the, it's just, it's a minor thing, it's not important, but, like, where the husband's watching baseball or something. He's watching sports. And the mom wants to come in and watch her movie, and they start, they move into this, like, kung fu it's just, TV remote. Yeah, it's this great, like, dance of them, kind of, like, block the remote, she has a remote. And it's just really, it's really fun, and it really strikes the right chord with the with the family. Like that one, I think when they when they all like leave something in the house, and they, as they leave to get the next person to, to get something from them. But Ginger makes you forgetful. Yes, everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. I hope you knew that. I don't know. I forget. I got some ginger cookies for dinner or something. No, I, I particularly liked the, uh, the grandma was a great character. Yeah, the, I think the grandma's a standout character, because I think anyone can be entertained by, like, sassy grandma character. And I thought I would, wouldn't like the son as much, but he was fine. He's, he was, he's kind of a little shit, but he's, he balances out enough yeah, in the he story. Was, he was fine. Like, they all are quirky. Like, yeah. none of them are, like, assholes. They're just quirky family members. And I think his play with the dad works well because, you know, they play them as similar characters. I know my I know my wife, who was watching this with me, she really liked the mom. Like, just, And, you know, the mom actually reminded me a lot of Dr. B's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. 
I'm just like, no, that's that's just like her. <laughs> like, I can see all these things happen to her. Like, they're very much in an imperfect family about, like, the mom is a housewife, but mm-hmm. forgetful about house things, and right. her mom yells at her. Mm-hmm. And it's like the mom is in the house, which doesn't happen a lot here, mm-hmm. but it's, it's kind of nice, and it works for everything. Yeah, it still works for storytelling purposes. I suspect it happens over there a lot more. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, I think more than, again, this is still older story now. Mm-hmm. Fifteen years ago, would you see that more here even. But uh, I did like um, hearing Charles Emerson Winchester III, otherwise known as David Ogden Steers, do the narration and the haiku. This was pretty fun. Like, he, he has a great voice for poetry. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, that's why he played Cogsworth and Beauty and the Beast. I didn't know that. You do now. I gotta go back and watch it and listen. You were gonna do that anyway before the new one came out. Probably. I'm, I'm still a little unsure on the new one. I'm going to say it. I, that's like the first one I want to see of the Disney-like remakes. Well, I've heard... I want to see what the crap they're going to do with Little Mermaid. Oh. But I know they're going to do it. Yeah. I mean, I've heard Jungle Book was good, and I've heard Cinderella was good. But no, the vignettes are... Ti- the titles of the vignettes are fun. Like, I'm looking at the Wikipedia, because I don't remember all of them, but some highlights are... Father is role model, a family torn apart, or patriarchal supremacy restored. Yeah, they, 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 a little bit of tongue-in-cheek. Mm-hmm. It's a cute movie. Like, it is a really good... It is. And it goes on maybe five minutes too long. Yeah, which is forgivable. Right, because you, you get to the end and you're like, all right, are we coming near the end yet? Yeah, I mean, the, thing we have, the one thing we have about it is the art style. The art style was really, really amazing. Yeah, that, that, I think that is sort of the, the standout moment of this film, actually, is the art style. It's super minimalist. Mm-hmm. They only draw what's absolutely necessary. It, it, it has a comedy feel where there isn't like a strong background necessarily. There isn't a strong presence. Right. And even features. Features aren't necessarily super strong. They can be strong at times. They can definitely be more detailed. But half the time, it's less detailed. It's a, it's, it's a very, yeah, it's, it's simple colors, you know, minimalist on the color, often nice, getting close to black and white. Right. And then, like, face, like, standard comic facial features where you're just like, hey, look, there's a circle for mm-hmm. nose and that kind of thing. And it's all done this very sketchy style. It is. Um, no, the, the, and, like, the more I, uh, we saw of it, the more impressed we were with the art and the way they chose to do things and the surreal nature of the uh, their choices. It was quite, like, in the, the... It was almost panel-y in that, too. Like, where they chose to make their scenes known, you could easily... had a panel feel to it. it. It feels like every stroke was intentional. Like, there's no line that was drawn in, the, you know, in this film that wasn't right. put there intentionally. Yeah, they absolutely don't fill in the blank or anything like that. We're like, yeah, things will fade away as they move around. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, and then, like, it allowed... The choices they made allowed them to be, like, as I said, a, a very surrealistic nature. So, character imaginations would sometimes be made clear on the screen instead of just staying in their imaginations. Um, and really, I, I do want to shout out, like, the scene where he's the 
Moonlight Avenger or something. Yeah, with the common writer kind of character. Um, was really great. Like, they did a really nice superhero scene with him riding on his motorcycle and, like, shooting guns out of people's hands. It was, it was a nice piece of... Yeah, the movement is beautiful. Like, it does have this very fluid, at times cartoony movement, but it works for the, for the kind of movie they went for. Oh, absolutely. No. It was... It was a really fun movie. I'm really glad um, that you got assigned it and picked it. Um, the music was the music choices were good. I don't think there was anything. T- not too much was original, but they they well maybe some. It seems I think there must have been a lot of like internal like very not not stuff you'll notice, but the stuff you won't notice it was probably original. True, and then they do they do lift a lot of orchestral pieces. Which is cool too. Yeah, then it sort of ends on Kesarasara with a big, yeah, that weird was, karaoke number. It was. It was really weird. Like the whole thing is like you're. It's weird, but they capture the weirdness that is a small family. It, yeah, it's like a, it's like a, like a good Simpsons movie. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I would almost describe it as. I mean, I know the both of us come from like small little four person families. Yeah, and I know that there's there's no way that you or I don't engage with that. Like, look at that. This go, film is yeah, weird. This, this film is a good family movie. And I, mean, I feel like people just need to see this one. Mm-hmm. And if you don't come from a, a middle-sized family, you know, two parents, two kids, watch this. This is really what it's like. Yeah, I mean, and it might be cheaper to support the, the uh, UK Blu-ray from Amazon.co.uk instead of the English DVD, the American DVD. And depending on the cost... It's, it's. I would definitely. I encourage you to to watch it. Yeah, I mean, check it out if you can. If it's at like a rental store or something. Especially if you just want, like, if you're, if if the world is a little too grim and dark for you right now, get a little bit. Of this, this is the perfect movie for like a relaxating, a relaxing time. I like relaxating. Relaxate, yeah, relaxate a little bit. Oh, that sounds like a product. Like relaxate, or when things are just too stressful. <laughs> That's, that sounds like it's causes severe problems in the Midwest. <laughs> but no, it was it's definitely the kind of movie that if you, you just put on if you just feel like relaxing and kind of tuning out for a little while. Yeah, I highly recommend this one. And whoever whoever assigned this to you, they they done good for you. Yes, thank you for doing for picking this one, and thank you for the diversity for uh, organizing this whole thing. Oh, definitely. Like this is our fourth or two. I think it's fourth. It's our. I think it's our fourth year doing this, and it's never been a disappointment. No. Um, unlike apparently sometimes people don't get me. <laughs> I think both of us have bizarre enough taste that like, well, whatever like the the bizarre filtration of of me that is your like what you can show people. That's true. Like I, I can only I can only share with you what has been fed into my yeah. Like I've created this sort of weird monster that. That, that is Poison Secret Santa. You shut down one block. <laughs> In any case, definitely um, from, from me too, thank you to the reverse names. Every year is funner than the last. And we'll be uh, moving on to listen to our next episode in a few minutes. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,